Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten, your first listen Monday through Friday throughout the week. Coming up on today's show, Ryan Burns from Gophers Illustrated 24-7 Sports is in to talk about Minnesota's bowl game coming up tonight. Today's show is brought to you in part by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart sound bar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to start learning more. We'll get into everything with Ryan here in just a minute on the show. First, a quick look at everything going on around the conference. we got to run down a whole lot of news from around the Big Ten, starting with, unfortunately, a lot of cancellations, too. Uh, first off, Illinois women's basketball against number 6 Maryland that was set for Thursday has been postponed. That does mean that Big Ten basketball has now been affected by the coronavirus this season again as well. Also, Illinois men's basketball has canceled the end of its non-conference schedule with Florida and A&M game that was supposed to happen on Tuesday. There's a whole lot of other cancellations going on too. IU has UNC Asheville that was supposed to be on schedule. That game has been canceled as well. And there's a whole lot of other things that I'm sure we'll have to tell you about, even probably by the time you're listening to this maybe. But... Uh, it's unfortunately a lot more than we can keep up with just in the couple of minutes that we have right here. So uh, other news around the Big Ten Conference, some more exciting stuff to talk about. Joe Lenardi, bracketology guy, has been releasing some of his early calculations. He didn't actually call this bracketology what he tweeted out yesterday. He called it, uh, I'm trying to find the exact wording, bracket math on his Twitter account when he tweeted it out yesterday afternoon on Monday. 10 Big Ten teams in his field right now that leads all conferences in college basketball. Teams on the bubble in Indiana, Minnesota, and Northwestern and the Wildcats right now. Currently the last team in. As far as the teams that were mentioned in his specific tweet and the picture he put out, Maryland was also on the graphic for teams out looking in, but they were quite a ways down off that bubble. So Terrapins are going to have to start playing a little bit better to get some more respect there. Uh, some again, just good news to talk about with, of course, March Madness around the corner. Rough news with COVID-19 still rearing its head. Hopefully, we won't have to have it affect another NCAA tournament again, but we'll see where we get to in March. Again, all that's coming up way, way, way down the road. Right now, we've got still football to talk about. Minnesota's playing in a bowl game here tonight. We're going to talk to Ryan Burns of Gophers Illustrated about what Minnesota needs to do to get to what would be five straight bowl game wins for the Golden Gophers. That's coming up here in just a minute. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You're tuned in to Locked On Big Ten alongside Ryan Burns of Gophers Illustrated, 24-7 sports affiliate for the Minnesota Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. We've got all sorts of stuff to talk about as bowl game starts to really get going here, at least for Big Ten teams. And Minnesota kicks things off tonight against West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl. Ryan's down there in Arizona getting ready to cover things for the Gophers. But morning of at the time, and we thank you again for taking it to just take a couple minutes to talk about this matchup with us. Ryan, as the Gophers get ready for this game, we talked about it when the selections were made, and we 
emphasize that there isn't any sort of math to this. A lot of it's just whichever teams that people want. But the Gophers aren't playing on New Year's Day. They aren't playing in what people think is a better game than Wisconsin as far as bowls game, bowl games go. It's this guaranteed rate bowl against the West Virginia team that had to fight to get bowl eligible instead. How is the fan base taking it now? And how was the reaction, I guess, when it happened back then? Yeah, I mean, they're playing here today on the 28th. It's something to where they've sold out their entire bowl allotment. I mean, more with plenty of time remaining before the bowl game. So I think what we've seen, at least in the last few years, is that this is a gopher fan base that's willing to travel. I think that was one of the things maybe 10, 15 years ago where that was one of the knocks against Minnesota was whether it's an away game, whether it's with the bowl game, it was something to where this fan base wouldn't travel. But we've seen whether it was the Outback Bowl, whether it was this bowl, whether it was even the Colorado game this past season, where I've heard there was probably somewhere around 10,000 fans out in Boulder. I mean, this is a fan base that under P.J. Fleck is now a little bit younger. They're more willing to travel. And it's something to where I think that's going to pay dividends down the line as Minnesota continues to get into some of these bowl game fights of sorts where they're going to be competing against more uh, more teams here in the Big Ten. But it is something to where, I mean, Minnesota's won four straight bowl games. And, you know, whether it was going to be Nashville, Vegas, uh, New York, or here, uh, I know that P.J. Fleck is a big fan of the Southwest. He, uh, he and his wife, Heather, really like it out here. So they're excited to be out here in Phoenix. But eight wins get you out here. It's the guarantee rate ball out here uh, out here in Phoenix. Well, Ryan, let's talk about what's actually going to go down on the football field here tonight. Uh, Minnesota going into this matchup, facing off against a Big 12 West Virginia team that uh, isn't really your typical Big 12 team as far as high-powered offense, high-octane kind of stuff. At least looking at stuff overall, we're getting to more specifics in a second, but I'm starting to feel like, at least in my little research before I talk to you, that we're going to be looking at more of a Big Ten kind of football game style here as opposed to the the Big 12 style of running things up, even though that has been a little bit different in at least this year as well. Yeah, West Virginia is uh, an interesting football team. They're 6-6 six and six and uh, you know tells you they're middle of the pack, and that's where you look at them offensively, defensively, statistically. They're very much middle of the pack. I believe they're 64th in offense, 64th in defense, and considering there's 130 FBS teams, it makes a lot of sense that a team that was almost literally dead middle finishes 6-6. Six and six. But you mentioned their offense. It's something to where uh, they wanted to run the ball, and that's where their best player on offense, Letty Brown, a running back, opted out for this game. You're in for over 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns, so they're going to be relying on their number two running back. There's going to be a little bit of a drop off there, and then their quarterback, Jared Daggy, when he had time, he could deliver the ball. When he didn't have time, he was under pressure. Things didn't go well for West Virginia this season, so I look at that and think there are some similarities to what Minnesota's gone against, but you know, the interesting part about it is they are still a Big 12 team and they're a little bit undersized compared to maybe, uh, especially on defense where, you know, Big 10 defensive linemen, you're talking about guys that are defensive tackles that are around 300 pounds. You got defensive ends around 270. Well, maybe their defensive tackles are about 285 and their defensive ends are around 255. Well, Minnesota's offensive line, I think we heard all season from name your TV announcer, was the most experienced in college football. And you have uh, a lot of guys that decided to not opt out. They wanted to play one last time. And so that's going to be something to where Minnesota should have an advantage in the trenches. 
And if they do, it could be a little bit of a long night, I think, for West Virginia. BetOnline.ag has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before for football and basketball as we continue to roll through both seasons. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. And you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked on again. Locked on is the promo code that you use over at our site, betonline.ag. Try it out, see how you like it, and of course, be sure to get that bonus. Get some free money to play with when you sign up. It's locked on the promo code for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, that battle in the trenches, Ryan, because while you mentioned West Virginia is pretty much as we said, average across the board. I was looking at stats too and trying to find some things that stuck out. It was a bit of a struggle. Uh, one thing they do seem to find a little bit of a success at is stopping that run game. They've had success in containing running backs, and they've also had times where they've been able to win despite having pretty rough games in running defense too. So I'm interested as far as that matchup goes, where you think Minnesota is as far as how big that advantage is going into this? Because I think there's no doubt what you said with the offensive line and the way Minnesota's been able to run no matter who's back there in the backfield. I feel like Mm -hmm. Minnesota's not just going to get shut down here tonight. But as far as trying to contain things, does West Virginia have the kind of buildup here that you really think can do that? Or is that stat uh, a little bit hollow? That's a great question. Uh, I think there are a couple unknowns with Minnesota's offense versus West Virginia's defense and the fact that on Minnesota side, Mike Sanford's gone. He was the play caller for the last 12 games. Now he's at Colorado. Now we have Matt Simon, who's calling his second consecutive bowl game. And we really don't know what to expect from his play calling style. It's been two years since the man's called a game. (laughs) Uh, I can tell you, I would expect Tanner Morgan to throw the ball more than 20-something times compared to what he did um, this past season where it was the three service academies and then Minnesota's passing game for passing attempts. It was inexcusable, and it's part of the reason why Mike Sanford is no longer an employee of the University of Minnesota. And then on the West Virginia side of things, they're a very multiple defense. And what I mean by that is they can show three down linemen like a 3-4. They can be a 4-3. They'd throw a lot of different things at you, and they've had a month to prepare just like Minnesota has. And then we all obviously have the elephant in the room as well, where Kirk Shiraka, Minnesota's now offensive coordinator. Oh, by the way, he was an offensive analyst for the West Virginia Mountaineers for the last 12 months now. There was some kind of agreement between Neil Brown and P.J. Fleck, the two head coaches in the guaranteed rate bowl game, that Shiraka can't be involved too much. But I can assure you, Kirk Shiraka and Joe Rossi, probably exchanged pleasantries about what the expectations were. And then, uh, you know, even Kirk Sharaka explaining to Matt Simon what that West Virginia defense was about. So there's a lot of unknowns that with that going into tonight because of the play calling style, because Matt Simon's in there. But in theory, it still should be an advantage. But yes, West Virginia had some games this year where they were able to stop the run. But I just have to believe the Big Ten style of football, the rough and tumble, an offensive line that, you know, Daniel Falalele will be in the NFL next year. Blaze Andrews will be in the NFL next year. John Michael Schmitz was a second-team All-Big Ten center, and then Connor Olson and Sam Schluter are old enough to rent cars at a very good rate now because they've been here so long. If that can pay dividends like it had for most of the year, I still think I'd give the advantage in the trenches to Minnesota. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's advantage there for the Gophers and part of the reason why I think the advantage in the whole game has to be at Minnesota right now. I feel like the Gopher fan base has to be confident going in that they can extend this win streak to five straight bowl games. We'll, of course, find out later on. Uh, Ryan, before we let you go, we've talked a little bit about uh, who's going to be passing the ball. Maybe is Tanner Morgan going to have a lot of passes out there? Is there going to be uh, an effective running game for the Gophers? But just to anywhere in this game, before we let you go real quick, is there anything else that you think is going to be a biggest key, big key, just things that you need to watch if you're watching this game to mm-hmm. try and figure out who's going to go where? Well, I'll tell you, it's not the sexiest of things. And what I mean by that is uh, field position. That was one of the big areas when I got into the research where there was a large discrepancy. Minnesota was one of the best teams of field position margin in the entire country. They were a top 10 team where they were able to flip fields uh, on um, whether it's pinning people inside the 20 um, and then getting good field position return where West Virginia was one of the worst in the country. I believe the discrepancy was Minnesota was the number seven in the team, uh, number seven team in the country in field position, West Virginia, 116th. So West Virginia struggles to flip the field. Minnesota excels at that. So that's going to be one of the areas I'm watching tonight. And then just with a bowl game, it's a lot of it. I cannot stress to you. It's just about motivation. I mean, we're talking about a, a bowl game out here in Phoenix. It's a few days before New Year's yet. You know, both teams didn't have the seasons that they wanted to have. What team actually wants to be here? Now, I tell you, I've seen P.J. Fleck bowl teams in his tenure here at Minnesota. I've seen the guarantee or the quick lane bowl the day after uh, Christmas in Detroit, where Minnesota was motivated to go out there and they blew the doors off of a Georgia Tech team. I've also seen the other end of the spectrum just a couple of years ago in the Outback Bowl, where it was a, a very good bowl game against a very good opponent. And Minnesota was up to play and they obviously beat Auburn. So History would tell me that no matter what the bowl game is, Fleck knows how to get his teams motivated. And that's just such a large part of these bowl games is, I mean, we're out here in quote unquote paradise where, you know, it's 60 degrees and sunny. They've been here five days. Same thing goes for West Virginia. And we'll see what happens tonight. But I think motivation and field position are going to play a large part in this game. Minnesota and West Virginia have both been playing football for a long time. They'll play each other for the first time tonight in Arizona. And yes, Ryan, enjoy that warm weather out there in Phoenix before you had to head back up to Minneapolis. We'll get you back here on the show again soon for sure. Gopher basketball has been making some nice noise, some maybe unexpected noise too, but that's again, a conversation for another show. Best of luck out there tonight. Of course, I'm sure I'll have plenty to hear about and read from you as the day goes on and night into tomorrow. Uh, Ryan, Thanks again for coming on and taking a couple of minutes. Go ahead and get back to work on what I'm sure is a very busy day for you. Appreciate it. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Your boy Q and expert analysis from Lee Sterling guides you through the card every single day of the week, and you can be sure that you're getting the expert analysis that you need to be confident going into the night's games. Again, it's Locked On Bets free and available wherever you get your podcasts.